Hello fellow riders, this is your host Rusty James. It is Monday, August 22nd, 2016, and this is The Ride. Good morning, good morning, good morning. What a beautiful day this is. I'm glad you're along for the ride. You buckled in? All right, let's do this thing. I have been enjoying this cooler weather we've been having in Michigan. It is August 22nd. And over this last weekend, things cooled off quite a bit. Had a little bit of a tornado scare over the weekend. Uh, nothing, nothing happened on our land, but uh, there were some tornadic activity in our neck of the woods, and but we're okay. I think everybody's okay. But it brought in some cooler weather, and we've been getting more rain than normal. Well, normal meaning more rain than we have been getting over the summer. So I have been mowing my lawn a lot, which is okay. I like to have a green lawn. I like to have a lush green lawn. In the middle of the summer, it was pretty much dead. And I shouldn't say dead, I should say dormant, because dead means it ain't coming back to life unless there's supernatural activity. It was just dormant, but it didn't look very good. The roots were there, the roots were alive. But it didn't look like there was much life there. Which is why we shouldn't be judging other people. Ha! I wasn't planning on talking about that, but that makes sense. Because you can only judge what's on the surface. You don't know the heart of man. God knows the heart of man. He's the one who's allowed to judge. So when you see that dead grass in front of you, there might be life there, you just don't see it. In fact, may I make a faith statement? No matter who you're looking at, no matter what their situation is, no matter what they've done, there can be a root, a spiritual root, that will bring life to that seemingly dead or dormant thing. So don't ever judge. And you know what I'm saying. I'm not talking about the kind of judge like, you know, you should not do that because that's bad and that's evil. I am the judge and you shall listen to me. I'm not talking about that kind of thing. True, you need to be careful with that. But obviously, when the Word of God is clear on something, you know, you are allowed to convey what the Word says but you're not the judge. But no, I'm talking about a different situation where you make a judgment call on the validity or the worth or the value that someone brings to bear. And you choose to weigh their contribution based on what you see. And now this, this comes up a lot. I've been thinking about this a lot because I'm in the process of securing different employment and I think about what these hiring managers think about and here I'm saying that you shouldn't judge people but a hiring manager has to make a judgment call that's their job and unfortunately they can only see what you're letting them see consciously or unconsciously so they've got to make a judgment call I would hope that a good hiring manager is seeking God's counsel because he is the ultimate judge. 
and he knows the heart of that individual. And anyway, I'm just off on that tangent here, but um, so I'm talking about grass and roots and judging and how you need to remember that there is life that can be there, potentially there in the life of someone who could believe, whether they're a believer or not. I've got people in my family that I believe God has made an impact on. It just hasn't borne the fruit yet. And so someone can look at me and say, well, you're just, you know, a dreamer. Well, I am a dreamer. Dreamer. Nothing but a dreamer. I don't even know that song. But it's in my brain. Na, 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 na. Okay, so that only works if you're like a child of the 70s. But I am a dreamer. In fact, now that I say that, I'm remembering that I do have a podcast (laughs) called The Dreamer or something like that. I've got a dream. I've got a dream. I do have a dream. And isn't it kind of the, the way it is about dreams that you don't see it tangible yet? The dream is not reality yet. But I believe in the spiritual realm, it actually is a reality. It just hasn't been seen yet. It's just like the root. The root has the life there, but you're not seeing the life up in the plant yet. Anyway, that was a big diversion because I wanted to talk about something different. As I was mowing lately, I did a couple things that just struck me as meaningful and something that we should talk about. Now, I don't know if you've mowed lawn before, but I like to mow lawn well. I like to mow straight lines. I like to mow artistically. I think I would probably do good as a groundskeeper in the baseball leagues. Something about making something pretty design-wise. I don't know. Those guys that do that, and gals, they, it's a craft, and it's beautiful. Well, anyway, I, I like to do similar. I like to make my lawn look nice. And in order to get that first line straight, any farmer will tell you this. In order to get that first line straight, well, if, if he's got a GPS in his tractor, then he probably doesn't have to do this. But I don't have a GPS on my mower, so I have to rely on my vision. Now we're talking about vision again. What I see, I have to rely on what I see, but I am looking beyond my land. Let that sink in a minute. See. The last time I mowed, I made a mistake. It was a, it was a rookie mistake. I was going to do this long diagonal path right across my front lawn. And it's a, it's a long, it would be a long path. And I was focusing my eye on something that was in my lawn. And my intent was to have a straight line to the end. Well, I was focusing my eye on this, I don't know, a weed or some kind of a plant, something in the middle of my lawn. I figured I was going to shoot for that and then keep on going. Now, anybody ever mow a lawn 
if you if you're someone who's ever mowed a lawn and knows what I'm talking about here, you realize my mistake. My eyes were focused too closely. I thought that if I aimed at that thing in life or in my lawn, then my trajectory would just keep on going straight and it would have this beautiful straight line. And once I got to the end of that path, I turned around and I saw what had happened. I made a beeline straight for that thing in the middle of the lawn. And that's the whole idea. You, you keep your eye on the thing. You keep it fixed on the thing. And not looking about you, but straight on that thing. And you will, as long as you keep steering toward that thing always, even if it doesn't seem like you should do it because of the contour of the land or whatever your environment happens to be. But if you keep your eye focused on that one point, you will get there and you'll get there in the straight line. Regardless of the contours, you'll look back and you'll see, oh yeah, I have a straight line the whole way. Now you can't take your eye off that thing or else you'll waver and then you'll go back and forth and back and forth. You will get there, but you will have gone off course and it wouldn't have been a straight line. Well, I wanted a straight line and I got a straight line to the middle of my lawn. And then I guessed that I, my trajectory had to just keep on going. So I kept on going straight. I was pretty good. I turned around and looked. My straight line was straight to the middle and then it angled and that went straight to the end. So it was totally not a straight line. But I thought it was going to be one. So fast forward to this weekend, I had learned my lesson. By the way, we all must be teachable. We must learn our lessons and apply what we learned. So this time, I was doing a different section up by the road where our barn is, which is even a longer path. And I thought, you know what? I saw what happened last time. It was not what I wanted. This time, I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do. So what I did was I looked at an object beyond my lawn. I looked at something beyond my life in my story here. As I kept my eye focused on that thing outside of my realm, I made a beeline for it. When I got to the end, when I got to the end, I could turn around and see that I had a straight line. Now in my story, it's all about the straight line. In life, we make twists and turns and we make mistakes and we come back to the path that we should have been on and we keep on hopefully going for the prize. The prize is the Lord Jesus Christ. The beautiful thing in life and the reality of life is that you can make a mistake and you can still get back on track. And it doesn't really matter whether you had a straight line or not. Most of us, in fact all of us, will not have a straight line. So that's where my little metaphor is breaking down. But the point is that you must stay focused on something outside of you. Outside of maybe what you could control even. I mean, isn't that what AA and those things do? You have a higher power, whatever they call it. So as we're going through life, I realized for me that certain things I was seeking after were more temporal, more localized to my life. 
And it's not like we're not supposed to seek these things. I mean, sure, you go to college, you seek a job when you get done. Okay, that's a temporal thing. And God wants you to have a job because God wants you to be able to provide for a family, whatever. So it's not like he's, you know, upset with that. But the the main goal, why you get the job, why you raise a family, why you provide for others, why you give to people who are in need. The reason why is the real question. And the reason why should be the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to tell you something out of Scripture. It's out of Philippians. There we go. Philippians 3.14. It's the pie Scripture, apparently. 3.14. Pie in the sky. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward. I guess it is pie in the sky. God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. What is your motivation today? Are you motivated by the things that are in your lawn? Are you motivated by the thing that's beyond your lawn, beyond your control? Are you drawn to that which draws you for your good? Are you drawn to those things that draw you for, eh, you're not so good? Are you drawn to strive to make it up the corporate ladder because you need accolades and more cash? Or are you drawn toward that because that's God's call in your life and you're seeking Him and that's just part of the seeking Him? See, I I didn't bash those who are climbing that corporate ladder. It's the motivation. There are people who are poor, but they love God. There are people who are poor and they detest God and stay poor almost as a badge of honor. I mean, I know some people like that. They, they, they relish in how much lack they live in. That's just as wrong as seeking the corporate ladder and, and all of that stuff with the wrong intentions. You could seek to be poor so that you could slam the rich people. Well, in my mind, that's just as sinister. It's all about motivation. And I was realizing, I told my wife this morning, I had been thinking about a situation in my life that had turned out poorly. And it was just the environment, the, the way things had turned out, it had turned out poorly. And I was focusing on that and how it had turned out poorly. And then these things that are coming up in my life, I had kind of assumed that because that thing had turned out poorly, these future things that I was dealing with we're going to do the same. And I could point to an example in my life that said, look, it happened before. But then I, I got some clarity over this weekend. And I realized that God has put his mind within me. And I think the, the words, the, that, that accusation really that was being played through my mind wasn't really God speaking to me. 
It might have been me speaking to me, but it was me repeating my, the enemy's words. And I don't need to be doing that. You don't need to be doing that. And I realized that this thing, this, this thing I'm going to be dealing with, is actually not a big deal. But I kept playing through the scenario of the worst case in my mind. And I'm a thinking man. I'm, I, I think I'm smart. I know that the worst case isn't the most likely case that I'm going to deal with when all is said and done. In fact, it's probably, you know, a 5% possibility. But for some reason, I'm playing it through my mind as though it's going to happen. Well, getting back to that whole idea about seeking God, for one thing, if I miss it, if I make a mistake, or if, if the worst case thing were to happen, I still got God. But in this case, I don't think that worst case thing is going to happen. In fact, I think it's more possible that the best case thing is going to happen in my, in my case here. The best case thing is going to happen. And I haven't even, I've been so focused on the negative, I haven't even considered what the best case could possibly potentially be. Maybe I ought to be thinking more about that. Maybe I need to have my mind heavenward. Because when my mind is heavenward, I have potential knocking on my door. And I have calamity and destruction taking the high road to hell out of my life. You know, one of the reasons why lately... I haven't been doing that many podcasts. Is one, I've been in a project and it's been harder to do it. But two, I've been really needing to have God's peace in my life. And I've been finding that the, one of the easiest ways to do that is to have worship kicking in my car on the way to work, which means, sorry, but you're not riding along with me on those days. And I make a decision whether or not I'm going to give out with the podcast or if I'm going to receive what I need for that day. And don't get me wrong, when I do a podcast, I also receive. And I'm receiving right now. But I needed to be in a worship state of mind. And that really has helped me see some things. And it's not about being productive and putting another podcast in the list and you know look 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 at me I did another podcast it's not about me it's about God and what he's doing through it but for me to function in that I needed to be whole and I wasn't so I needed to have some more time with the Lord so you know thank you for giving me that opportunity um, thank you for listening in and believing that God can meet your need so I know I've been kind of all over the map today but that's just you know how I roll so to speak if you ever wonder what you need to be doing just get into that word just get into the word I'm preaching to myself this very second get into the word Rusty get into the word so that's what I will do stay in that word and live in peace pray for those who persecute you and as we seek God's face, he will bring us heavenward. We will have a vision that's beyond our local vision. I want you to believe for big things.
I want you to believe for those things that maybe were the pie in the sky kind of things. Well, you know what? Philippians 3, 14, you'll always remember it now. Pie in the sky. Keep your eyes heavenward beyond your localized situation. Let him be number one. What's it say in Matthew? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things will be added unto you. Do that and believe that God Almighty knows your very day, knows the hairs on your head, knows the problems that you face, but he has the solution for those problems. He has a solution for the problems you have yet to encounter. But God is our solution. And I will see you on the flip. Thank you.